I think it's a good idea for any expert to have a portfolio of income streams. And that might be you do keynotes and you've got your courses and your one-on-one. It might be that you do affiliate stuff as well as, uh, you know, you've got your, your, uh, workshops that you run for corporations or whatever, but, you know, having a variety of ways, a pie chart, if you will, of different income streams. And the, the people that I know that are most successful as experts in their industry, they have a good portfolio, but it all starts at getting very clear on who that person is, how to get their attention, how to get them results, creating that system. And then you can rep- repackage that and sell it in a variety of ways in order to increase your impact and income. Hey, it's Chuck here, and I'm so glad that you're listening to this episode. And I just want to take this quick moment right now to let you know about our free collaborators toolkit. And this episode is all about partnership and collaboration. And our guests share many resources, tools, and things that you can use to make collaboration and partnership easier in your business. So if you're looking for better ways to grow and scale your business through collaborations and strategic partnerships, this free Collaborators Toolkit is gonna contain the best resources from our workshops as well as contributions from our guests. And these tools could be the missing link that you've been looking for, and they're gonna help you to solve everyday business challenges and access highly effective ideas that can help and grow your business exponentially. I know they've helped me and I know they're gonna help you as well. And the best part about these tools is that they're completely free. And our gift to you for being a valued member of our community and a subscriber to the show. So you can get access to all of the resources contained inside the Collaborators Toolkit today by visiting the website at www.collaboratorsunite.com slash toolkit. That address again is www.collaboratorsunite.com slash toolkit. Go ahead and register today, get access to all the resources, and I'm going to see you on the inside. Now, here's the episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the show. Chuck Anderson here, and we've got another amazing guest and another amazing topic here for you today. And uh, look, so many of our audience members here are entrepreneurs, coaches, podcasters, speakers, experts in some form or another. And, you know, one of the nice things about being an expert and speaking and and sharing that expertise is that uh, people want to learn it. And uh, so if you've ever thought about packaging your expertise, your content into an online course and generating a revenue stream from that, whether it be a side stream or maybe even your mainstream of content, making it your main business, then this is going to be a particularly interesting episode for you because we have an expert on building online courses. So we're really happy to have Jason Van Orden here with us today. Jason, welcome to the show. Hi, Chuck. It's great to be here. Thank you so much. You know, uh, and I'm really glad that you're here. And I know with uh, our, our previous conversation about online courses, I mean, we we both have a background in that. Mine more from creating and selling, not so much about teaching people how to sell online courses, but it's it's something that 
you know, I recognized very, very early on, I'd say about 2001, 2002, where I created my first online course. And right there felt like this is the future. This is the future of where we can make money online is to take our expertise, take our information, package it up, teach it, and sell it as an online course. So I love that. So so we're going to dive deep into that today. So I think, Jason, a great place to start is, you know, tell tell everybody, you know, who you are and uh, what what you do and, and, you know, maybe a little bit about how you got into online courses and then we'll we'll take it from there. Yeah, sure. So uh, my name is Jason. I live in Brooklyn and I am a business strategist for coaches and consultants. And I specifically like working with them at that point where they're feeling limited by doing only one-on-one services. And so they're looking for that way to reach more people, make a bigger impact and earn more income. So I help them, like I said, package up in a more leveraged way their expertise so they can help more of those people that they're uniquely uh, positioned to to serve. And my experience with courses goes way back to the early 2000s. Like you, I just want to uh, tell a quick story because it's, it's, it's an interesting, uh, illustrative, illustrative of, of, I think, how entrepreneurial journeys often go. And I think like many who end up in an entrepreneurial path, at one point, they're stuck doing something like, this is not for me. I need more freedom and stuff. I was an engineer for a few years. And I was like, this isn't cutting it. I can't work for somebody else. And uh, so I, I jumped out of that cold turkey, actually didn't have much of a good idea what I was going to do, dove into some real estate investing because I'd been reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad at the time. And he talked a lot about real estate investing, right? And it wasn't actually a great fit for me, but you know, taking that bold move definitely moved me towards some important breadcrumbs that moved me forward. And one of my real estate investing mentors, he was teaching seminars at the time for other real estate investors like... Look at this guy. He's he's selling his expertise, making just as much money as he does with his real estate investing as well. This seems really cool. So I started watching, observing what he was doing. Eventually, I'm like, you know what? I think I'm going to do something like this. And at that time, what I found myself actually doing more of than the investing was consulting my investing associates on marketing. I'd learned a lot about marketing at that point. I'd been in bands for several years back in the 90s. And that's where I learned how to market and that I actually enjoyed marketing. And they just kept picking my brain about that. So I'm like, you know what? I'm doing a seminar about direct marketing for real estate investors to help them find leads. And that was my first experience with that. That was back in 2004. And believe it or not, it was actually not online. It was through the mail that I was, I was mailing sequences out, like three uh, mailing sequence, three piece uh, mailing sequence out. And I filled that room with 25 people made up $8,000. And it's just this big light bulb in my head. I'm like, you know what, I love teaching. And I found a way to do it where I can get paid. Well, I knew I didn't want to go into academia, because I was just gonna end up in a bureaucracy that wasn't gonna make me happy anymore as well. So here I was like, well, okay, this is this is promising. And I knew enough to record it. So I had these I was burning it to CDs at the time and printing out the notes and slides as a binder and actually mailing it to people. And soon enough, I was online looking for ways to sell this course. And it was in forums and things like that, because there was no YouTube, no podcasting, no social media or anything yet at the time. It was like, answer questions in forums and hope people in the byline, my byline saw I had a course and they click it and, and buy it. Well, I was looking for new ways at the time to sell my course online. And the word podcasting showed up in a newsletter. This is January 2005. At the time, I'm like, what is this podcasting thing? So I... I Googled it and Google tried to correct me because Google actually didn't know what podcasting was yet either. It's like, did you mean fly casting? I was like, no, I'm not a fisherman. I'm actually looking for this thing called podcasting. And I eventually found some really you know, geeky blog posts. It was like the information at the time was like a bunch of 
geeks like they just found their uncle's ham radio or something in the garage messing around they're like talking about the rss mp3 enclosures and it was you know it was, it was far too complicated for more most people at the time to get into but i'm like this is cool. This is great. Like the musician in me knew how to do the audio. The teacher in me was really excited. The marketer and business person was like, I think there's something here. I want to be the business podcasting guy. And I, one of the reasons I tell this story is I know this is about creative collaborations. And this is where that comes in. Uh, one of my most important ones comes in at that time that I made that decision to become like the business podcasting guy in 2005. I was like, I better launch a couple of podcasts. And so one of them was with a friend of mine. And we would just get on the phone. He was selling on eBay. I was doing my consulting and selling my courses. And we're like, hey, two guys talking about how we got out of the nine to five and are making money on the internet. And this was actually the first ever podcast about internet business and online marketing. It was called Internet Business Mastery. And we were just doing it for fun. But next thing we knew, we started growing this audience and it got a little bigger, got a little bigger. And suddenly we're a top 10 business show. And we've got this audience who start asking us, how do we learn actually? I mean, your show's great. It's inspiring and we pick up tips, but how do we actually learn A to Z how to do what you did? And so then that's when the next light bulb went off. I'm like, okay, time to start making some more courses. And this time we're doing it online so that anybody anywhere can easily access it. And again, there weren't the right tools at the time or whatever, but we just kind of figured it out, like hand coding HTML pages. It was a, it was a nightmare, but we made some money on it. And next thing I knew that was my full-time business was this educational company for beginning entrepreneurs just trying to get started. And so doubled down on that business over the next 10 years, helped a lot of people find their niche, start a business, find new freedom and purpose in life. And it was very fulfilling until it wasn't. And so in 2015, I was getting antsy, I think probably as a lot of entrepreneurs do. And I stepped away from that business, despite all the success I had. And despite having this top business show for so many years, I just I needed to branch out. And so did a little soul searching, tried a lot of new things, did some consulting, figured things out. And that led me to what I do today. Because as I looked back at that business, I figured out, you know, I just need to get away from kind of this business opportunity. Hey, you can make money online and escape your job. It's just getting too noisy and obnoxious for me. But what I really loved doing was when I got an opportunity to work with people who they came with a message or, and that, you know, a, a methodology or a story. And like, I got to get this out in the world. There are people who need to hear this. And so that's what I want, decided I wanted to double down on was like, how do I help people reach more of those they are uniquely positioned to serve? And because I'd done so much with courses at that point, I'm like, you know what? I really believe that online courses is such a great way to convey that expertise and to find that crowd who can benefit from whatever your unique combination is of experience and perspective and your story and your vision and your values and the way that you convey the information that you do. And so that's where I focus now is I work with uh, coaches and consultants who are doing great work, getting good results for the clients, but maybe feeling a little limited by the one-to-one -one business model. And they're looking for that way to rise to the next level of income and impact. And so that's where I come in and I help them launch, create and launch their online courses, as well as all the marketing systems to keep those courses filled with prospects, because it's a little different to keep your roster full of higher paying clients. But now it's like, hey, now I've got these courses, I got to keep, you know, regular steady stream of, of uh, prospects coming into. So that's how I came to do what it is that I do today and why I believe so much in online courses, because I believe it's such a great way for all the myriad of people out there with wonderful things to share to make a, an impact in the world. Well, I love everything about that story. And there's so many parallels. I mean, I spent time touring with the Rich Dad, Poor Dad seminars here nice. in Canada 
Yeah. And uh, again, same thing, you know, real estate wasn't for me, but, uh, you know, he always talked about, you know, creating assets that pay you uh, regular income. And that is something that online courses has done uh, for me. And so, uh, and then, and then everything that led to that, and one thing that really stood out to me is the fact that people were coming to you asking for, Hey, how do I do this? You know, uh, and teach, can you teach me how to do this? And that's a great clue. And it's a clue that I didn't really pick up on when I mm. created my first online course. Cause what I did was I gra- grabbed an idea and I thought, what could I teach on? Oh, I'll teach on this, created a program, spent six months developing and perfecting the curriculum, recording all of these videos only to find that it was probably the most difficult course to sell out of everything mm. I've ever sold. Right. And it was, you know, again, learning that look for the clues, like what are people asking for? And so, so it, I really pick up on that because it's something that, uh, it's a clue. Like, Hey, when people are asking for something, uh, give it to them, right? right. Can you find yeah. a way, uh, to sell it to them? So, um, so one follow up to that is what are you noticing in terms of the people that you're working with? Like, you know, who is building an online course right for? And, you know, what should they be kind of looking for if they're kind of deciding, like, you know, should I, uh, should I transition into a, an online course and make this my full time thing? Or should I just add this to what I'm already doing? Uh, you know, what, where does someone look or start when they're trying to determine if this is a path for them or not? Yeah. So here's what I tell people in terms of criteria to know whether or not you are in a good place to uh, create an online course. So if you're somebody who already has a, you know, at least a decent idea of who your, your intended audience is, who you do your best work with, and you have some experience with getting results for that audience, then really you're in a pretty good place to, to create an online course. Now, does that mean you should necessarily do it? Well, that's really up to you. You know, some people, they're perfectly happy doing their one-on-one services and they've got their set of clients and that's where they thrive and that's all they want to do. And that's, that's perfect. That's great. I'm a big proponent of like create the business model that's going to make you happy and be fulfilling for you. But there are a lot of people then who get into this because they're like, I really want to make a difference in the world. I want to help as many people as I can. And maybe even like they reach a, it plateau in their income and they realize, you know, there's a maximum to how much of my time I can sell. You know, it kind of goes back to that rich dad thing to go ahead and talk to, right? It's like, if you're an employee or self-employed, you're selling your time and that's not an asset that can grow. But if you create something that is more leveraged with your time and your resources, well, it's like, now you have something that can scale. And so if you're feeling those limitations, maybe you are maxed out on clients, maybe you're a little burned out on doing just one-to-one, or you're just like, you know what, I would like to diversify the ways in which I help people, then that's a good moment to start thinking about it. And it's not just about creating that asset in the course, but there's so many. One of the reasons I love helping coaches and consultants with that specifically is it really forces you to get more specific about who your intended audience is. You really got to be even more compelling and clear about your messaging to we, to to reach that bigger audience. Uh, it helps you get even clearer and like, well, here's what I want to bring to the world. Here's where I stand apart. Here's what's going to be really different about my process. It, it's a good moment to codify or standardize. Here's how you get results for people rather than going from this place where you're, you're offering a lot of customized solutions, which 
gets exhausting and there's no way to scale a business. Now you have to go like, no, this is the way A to A to Z that I walk somebody from where they're at to where they, they want to go. And this is why my process is different. And when you do that, not only do you have an asset now that you can scale bigger, but also it's going to make you more of an authority in your market. Just like writing a book, for instance, right? It's a good credibility market. Well, if you have that online course, same thing. It proves it's like, you know what? I know how to get results. I thought through how to do this. And I found a system that's can be duplicated, replicated, that can uh, apply to a variety of people and get the same results. And so if any of that right there resonates or those criteria fit in events listening, then say, yeah, you know, it's a good time to consider adding that in. And I'd say, you know, it's not that you have to dive in and say, I'm just a course creator now. I think it's a good idea for any expert to have a portfolio of income streams. And that might be you do keynotes and you've got your courses and your one-on-one. It might be that you do affiliate stuff as well as uh, you know, you've got your, your, uh, workshops that you run for corporations or whatever, but, you know, having a variety of ways, a pie chart, if you will, of different income streams. And the, the people that I know that are most successful as experts in their industry, they have a good portfolio, but it all starts at getting very clear on who that person is, how to get their attention, how to get them results, creating that system. And then you can rep- repackage that and sell it in a variety of ways in order to increase your impact and income. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a great opportunity, like you say, to add though, you know, additional stream of income. It doesn't have to become your main thing. It doesn't mean you quit doing everything else you're doing. Uh, but it, but you can transition, transition into that for sure. So, so let's say, you know, someone is thinking, okay, um, I'm maxed out on one on one. Uh, I've tried group programs or whatever, but I, I think I really want to create a course. You know, what should be their first step? Like, how do they determine what their course should be about? And the natural question they're going to ask is like, will it sell? Like, will I be able to sell this? Yeah, love love these questions. Uh, So in terms of what course to create, a lot of times people think, okay, I'm going to choose a topic that my course will be about. It'll be about uh, digital photography or yoga or whatever, right? And that's the wrong question to be asking. The first question you absolutely have to ask is, who is this course for? Who am I making it for? And that may be the same that you do as who you work with one-on-one. It may be a subset of that. It may be a new audience that you're trying to bring in as you expand into a, a new market. But you got to be very specific about who that person is. So that's number one thing. Number two is you got to know, well, what are the outcomes that that person wants to reach? Right? So it's not about learning digital photography. It's like, why do they want to learn digital photography? It's not about yoga. It's what outcomes? Is it mindfulness and stress relief? Is it uh, flexibility? Uh, You know, maybe you decide, hey, I'm going to do yoga course for people. I mean, look, I'm over 40 now. You get to that point, your body's not what it used to be. I can see the path into my 50s and 60s. Like, maybe I want to stay flexible and limber and not, not get injured as I get older. That would, you know, that's a different course than the mindfulness and stress. So, Who's it for and what are the outcomes? Because that's what people are buying is the outcome. It's the transformation, the, the relief from, from pains and symptoms. It's uh, new options and possibilities that open up to them. It's the fulfillment of fundamental needs that are motivating them in life right now. So if you get those two things down, you're on the path to a profitable course. So those are the first two questions to ask. Now, will it sell? Well, if you've got those two things down, you're on the right path to a profitable will it sell. But here's the key. And so often I've made the same mistake that you said, where it's like, Hey, I have this idea for a course. And I spend months planning it out and creating content and everything, and then bring it to the market, hoping people will buy and maybe it doesn't sell as well. Or I've even sold a course once that my dad was the only one that bought it. I mean, look, I've made all the mistakes. 
here is what I've made. And it's a piece of my process that I think really sets, uh, sets my process apart. And that is I've adapted, uh, design thinking principles and customer discovery principles. This is what companies like Amazon and other you know, big startups that, uh, you know, that make apps and stuff. They know how to go into the market, ask the right questions, really pull out of uh, that information. Here's the holes and what people are looking for. Here's the certain you got to understand. Here's where they're at and how they describe their current circumstances. Here's where they'd like to be and the language they use to describe those outcomes. Here's the gap between where they're at, and where they want to go, both as they perceive the gap as well as what you see that they're missing in terms of skills or mindset or whatever the case might be. And the more that you really understand and can paint that picture, that's how you know if you're onto something that people will buy. Is not not because you go to the market and say, "Hey, I want to make a yoga course uh, to help you stay flexible and not, you know, injury free as you get older." But you ask them, like, "Hey, when you when you've done yoga before, why have you done that? Why is it important to you? What have you tried? What what didn't work for you? What do you wish was different?" And the better you understand their experience, and then you can read the tea leaves, so to speak, as the expert, and you go, "Okay, ah, I see what is needed in the marketplace." And if you do that customer discovery properly, and it, it's not even that complicated of a process, we're talking half a dozen to 10 interviews with the right people asking the right questions can illuminate very quickly what the course should be, what the messaging should be, where to find the people, what kind of marketing, all those things, and then launch a pilot. That's one of the key things is like get something to market quickly. None of this like, hey, we're going to create content for six months. We're going to make a whole portal and a fancy thing. It's like, no. I've sold $3,000 courses that were nothing more than a Google Drive folder and a Zoom link. That's it. You know, an email. Like that was the 3000 And people were paying for the outcome. They were happy to go through this pilot because they wanted the results. But I was able to, in a matter of three weeks, bring it to market, make $15,000. This is a few years ago. And incidentally, it was an advanced, kind of an advanced podcasting course I was selling because people were asking me about that. How did you make money with that podcast all those years? And so I was like, great, I'm going to make a course about that. But I got it to the market quickly. In fact, I sold it before I even created it. And then once I had people signed up, I'm like, cool. I mean, I had enough of an idea of what it was going to be that I could tell them what to expect. And they could go, yes, this is something I need and I want. And then I kind of co-created along with them that first cohort of people I took it through. And I just taught it live. And then I turned it into digital files and other things and had the nicer setup for the website and whatever. Like once you know that it's something people want, you run that pilot. It's like now you can double down, just tweak things a little bit based on what you learned. And now you can turn it into an income stream. So those are some of the key things to do and keep in mind in order to not release a course to crickets or spend months avoiding it because you're afraid that nobody will buy. It's like if you know what to do, you absolutely can make a course with confidence knowing that the market wants it. I love that last one about creating a pilot program. And if I dial the clock back to when I developed my first course, where I spent six months yeah. making PowerPoint slides, making recordings, and at that time, uploading videos and streaming them online was very, very tough thing to do. Yeah. And and we don't have the technology that we had uh, that we have now. You couldn't just upload it to Google Drive. Really wasn't a thing. YouTube right. wasn't a thing. Um, and I spent six months doing that and had difficulty selling it. And that's where a valuable lesson was learned. And that is, oh, okay, uh, come up with the outline, sell it first, make sure people will buy this and then create it. So I love okay. that idea of creating the pilot program. And in a way, you're actually collaborating with your students to give them a product that they ultimately want. And I think that 
transitions well into our theme, which is collaboration. And I want to chat with you about that a little bit. And, and, I'm, and I'm sure people are wondering like, okay, you know, what are the steps? How do I learn more about how to create an online course? And we're going to make sure that we, we share that with them as well. But Jason, I want to ask you, um, just because our theme is collaboration and partnership, how has that played a role in, uh, I would say two things. One is the development of your online courses, but also your business journey overall. Uh, has, you know, have you embraced collaboration and partnership and how has that played a role? Yeah, well, one of the first things that comes to mind goes back to that podcast, Internet Business Mastery, that I launched in 2005. You know, I, I had my eye on something that was promising and it did start making me money, like the business podcasting guy. And I got a book deal and some speaking gigs and stuff. But it was this little project on the side with my friend just starting a podcast because like I Skyped him one day. I was like, have you heard of podcasting? He's like, no. What is, you know, I told him about it. And then like one of us said the magic words are like, let's do one. Right. We had no idea if anybody would want to listen to it. We just knew, hey, we like chatting. Let's let's record these and, and let's get them out there. Let's just try this out. And it it was this. It was just this, this idea, this thing, a little project. Maybe we would have done a handful and then it just wouldn't have worked out. But in this case, next thing we knew, we started getting an audience, right? And so I've always taken that away. I mean, partnerships can be so valuable when you find the right person and the right way to collaborate with them. Now, you know, I wouldn't say go dive into a, a partnership agreement and, and investing all kinds of money together. So like find, if you find somebody that you think you might vibe with and want to do something with, great. Find a little thing that you can do together to try out, like, how do you, how do you complement each other? And how, you know, does this idea feel like it has some legs? And then you can, you know, take it from there if it looks like things really have promise. So that's one of the biggest examples that comes to mind is that it launched a business that was, you know, successful in my whole living and career for for a decade or more there, right? Um, but then since then, in terms of uh, courses and things like that, I love, I mean, sure, I love teaching myself and everything. But whenever I can, I also love featuring the expertise of others, because I have limitations to what I know, like, look, I know where my strengths are, I know what my expertise and experience is. But, you know, if if I've got students who are asking about, well, what about intellectual property and trademarking and, you know, legal aspects of copywriting and and those kinds of things? Well, OK, great. I know a good lawyer I can bring in to talk to my students about that, for instance. Right. And there's so many great experts that love to when you've got you know targeted audience of people who have bought something from you. There are other experts who want to get in front of those buyers and put their expertise out there in case those people are then interested in following and uh, investing in what they offer as well. So um, those are a couple of the ways that it's really played a part in my uh, journey along the way. And, you know, one of the obvious ways to look for a partnership or a collaboration is people that you already know. And I love the fact that, you know, you one of your your collaboration stories here is that you started this podcast with a friend. And, you know, it's someone that you know, it's someone that you trust. Uh, hopefully you balance each other off so that you're not, you, know, you have strengths, they have strengths, and those complement each other. Uh, and sometimes that works really well. And so it's like, what does everybody bring to the table so that we can, we can do this? And what I heard was, look, podcasting is new. Nobody really knew what it was. In fact, you guys didn't even really know what it was. But together, let's figure this thing out. And that reminds me of how I got started in affiliate marketing because it was a friend of mine who basically said the same thing. We had no idea what we were doing, but yeah. we worked together and we figured it out. If we had done that alone, I have to ask, would I have actually done it? Would I have mm. actually followed through? 
it's kind of like when you go to the gym with a buddy, right? And it's that accountability partner because it's so easy not to go to the gym. Uh, and the same thing, would you, what do you think? What, do you think you would have done the podcast by yourself or did it happen because you collaborated with a friend? Yeah. I mean, that's a really interesting question. I definitely, you know, I, I, the, the, the business podcasting expert brand was getting legs for me and that was me doing that on my own. But it was this other thing with my friend that really took off, you know, I, and maybe there's a world in which I would have continued down, down that path, but Certainly, one of the things we learned early on was, okay, here are my strengths and here are your strengths. And there's two of us with, you know, smart people with ideas, bringing those ideas to the table and thinking at a high level about this project. So I think just necessarily it's going to accelerate the, the process and, and you're going to end up doing things you wouldn't have done otherwise just because they're things you wouldn't have uh, thought of. Uh, but also, I mean, we both know there are a lot of podcasters who stop podcasting. They like get in there. They're all excited. They record half a dozen to 10 episodes. And then they're like, wow, this is a lot of work or a number of reasons. And they stop. But we kept showing up for each other and recording because we kept setting appointments to record our conversations. And so, you know, certainly I think that did play a role in sticking to it. And, uh, you know, I think when it comes to podcasting and all formats for shows, but one of the things I think people really liked about our show was there was a rapport between us, the the back and forth, the way we interacted, the way we joke around with each other. You know, he'd tell stories and I was a little more of a teacher. And, you know, so we complimented him that, that way. And it was, you know, it's hard to say, but I, I'm pretty sure that was part of the, uh, for lack of what better word, secret sauce that people latched onto uh, when it came to our show. Yeah, I love that. Um, and, you know, so much of, of being an entrepreneur, being a business owner is that journey. We We try things. Sometimes those things work. Sometimes they don't. Uh, I always find it easier to work with somebody versus working alone. And, uh, you know, that's, you know, we're, we're obviously pro collaboration, pro partnership here, but it's cool to hear your story about. I love stories about when two people come together or four more come together and create something cool that really affects others. And it sounds like that's what you guys did. Um, and like I said, you know, so much, so much of this journey of being a business owner, it, you know, we, we learn, we grow. In fact, uh, one of my mentors used to say to me that your business can only grow to the extent that you do. And, and so there's, there's, there's learning for ourselves as we're growing our business. So, so as I have my guests here, I always want to check in and just see like a little bit about what your personal growth journey has been. And, you know, for me, having a mentor was amazing. And, uh, you know, so did you have any uh, mentors or people that you followed that were very influential in maybe even getting you started or just sending you down the right path? Yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, I mentioned that mentor when I was in real estate investing and I found him initially as a real estate investing mentor, but he really ended up being my information marketing, which is what we called it back then, mentor, like package up your expertise and stuff. So that was a key, you know, if nothing else, I got that from, from him, like that, that set me on the path that I'm on, um, on today, you know, and then after that there, I can't remember specifically, I was devouring as much as I could about internet marketing at the time. So there are all kinds of uh, you know, a lot, a lot of them, I don't know, they're, they're still around doing various things, but I don't know if people even know their names. I don't know if I remember all their names that I learned from, but another one that made a significant impact, this is several years later as internet business mastery was growing and we kind of reached a point where like, you know, we really, we need some, we, there's always this point where you need an outside 
perspective, you know, somebody with different experience or more experience. Right. And I was at a, a conference once where I saw um, gentleman by the name of Dan Sullivan. He has a, com- a company called Strategic Coach. He's written a bunch of books that people might be familiar with. Um, and that really impacted me for a number of reasons. I mean, for one, like he had a lot of great frameworks about entrepreneurship that really just opened up my mind. It got me to finally start delegating and outsourcing more, uh, you know, it helped us restructure our business model to make it even more um, scalable. Uh, one of the key things I learned from him was uh, there's a book that he and some of his um, other colleagues collaborated on called Unique Ability. And I think they have a 2.0 version now. And that was huge because that was me really learning. It's like, you know what? I'm going to have the most success if I figure out where I shine the most, where I create the greatest value, where I experience the greatest growth, what others uh, can really depend on me for in my circles and in the world, and and really focus as much as I can my activities within the business on those things and get the other things off of my plate. So um, that's one way that I really benefited from Dan Sullivan's um, uh, experience and expertise, but also on a meta level, just looking at his company, like he's a guy with all these great ideas about entrepreneurship, creates these fantastic uh, frameworks and he's a like big idea guy, but it was his wife, the operations person and all these other people then, then, you know, helped to turn that into a company where now they've got coaches who are certified in and teach all over the world, like those methodologies, right? So based on one guy's thought leadership or initially this very scalable company was born and it's something I think about a lot ever since is how do you create scalable thought leadership when if you are the source of the ideas, you're naturally going to very easily be a bottleneck. And so how do you create a company then that can have a global perspective, a global impact when you are that, that source of, of the ideas? So I, I often look at that company for ideas and inspiration about how to structure my own. And, and my own vision is at least partially um motivated or inspired by strategic coach, for instance. So there's, there's a couple examples of people along the way that have impacted me. Yeah. I love Dan Sullivan. I was blown away the first time I met Dan and uh, I look at him as just being a great curriculum creator. Yeah. Uh, And you mentioned the frameworks. I mean, the frameworks as the foundation of that curriculum, but then taking it so much further and that is actually creating output as he's teaching it. And this whole idea that he had a worksheet for everything. Yeah. And and so his style of teaching was, you know, fill in the blanks and, you know, create your plan. And it's something that I've modeled my curriculum creation after because I want people to have an output at the end and have a plan or have something that they can put into practice. And um, and then, like you mentioned, like the. The way he's turned that company scalable, a uh, great model to, to look at and study. How do you take something as a coach, coaching yeah. people one on one, turn this into a framework, turn this into a system? And then can you then train others to go and deliver this system? Uh, Dan, you know, there's a, there's, there's only a handful of people who've done that successfully. Dan is one that's done it in a huge, huge way. So I didn't know you were going to say Dan Sullivan, but I mean, it was, uh, uh, it was really cool because uh, he really stands out to me as well. And someone I learned from, uh, and I don't often give him credit for being one of my mentors, but certainly I've learned a lot from him as well. Yeah, 
yeah. uh, likewise, the way he does his curriculum based on frameworks. I mean, I noticed he made these frameworks I would refer back to over and over again. And ever since going through that program and seeing that, I'm like, that's how I'm making my programs from now on. I, I want it to be stuff that people can reference and want to use over and over to get very clear output, you know, for ideating or planning or whatever the case of deciding. And so, uh, yeah, and, and it's, I'm a big proponent of now teaching when I help people make their curriculum, it's like, look, it's got to be based on frameworks for so many reasons. And, uh, definitely Dan was, was where I first learned about the power of doing that. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Well, and so, uh, adding to this books have been, uh, a big part of the journey as well. There's so much great information and knowledge packed into books. One of Dan's books, Who Not How, uh, is mm, one that yeah. I really love, especially with my theme of collaboration and partnerships, because it's not about how do you do something, but who can help you to do that thing. And that was a game changer for me. So, you know, while we're on the subject, uh, what would you consider to be your must read book? Yeah, uh, I mean, I mentioned one that I'm a big fan of, which is Unique Ability, which is Dan and some of his colleagues. But the one I grabbed off my shelf, knowing you were going to ask this question, is is similar. Um, and it's it's not a book in the sense that you're going to read the entire book. Um, it's called Strengths Finder 2.0, and it's made by the Gallup uh, organization. And what this is is it's it's actually you read the first couple chapters, which just talk about the importance of focusing on your strengths. I mean, in life, career, it's not necessarily just for our entrepreneurs; it's actually for anyone. Although I have probably given or um, uh, used this book more than anything in, in my programs because of the insights that it offers people about how they show up best in the world. And then applying that to your business, to your courses, to everything uh, you do is incredibly powerful. And so you read those first couple chapters, then you take an assessment. You know, the book's like, I don't know, probably 12 or $15 or something. It gives you a code to take the assessment online. And then out of 30 strengths, they tell you, here are your top five in this order right here. And then there's a chapter for all of the 30 strengths. You just read the five that are your, your top ones. And it's just chuck full of like, here are things to do more of. Here are the things to avoid. And you're going to read that thing and go like, okay, no wonder. No wonder I'm so frustrated in this one part of my business or no wonder I light up all the time whenever I do X thing. And so it makes it so much easier to make decisions or and analyze your business and see how you might want to change things or what to get off your plate as soon as absolutely possible. Um, so this is one that I often have clients do. And then we, we use that as we're working together on their strategy and uh, different parts of, of their business. So StrengthsFinder 2.0, um, that's, that's the book that I would recommend. Wow. Uh, wow. For a couple of reasons. Number one, I love everything you just said, and it makes me want to go out and check out that book. I've never heard of it before. And so, uh, it's definitely getting added to my must read list. Cause I, you know, I've done unique ability work with Dan, but it would be really interesting to read that book and compare and just, you know, I'm always looking for those kind of insights. So that's cool. And also, no one on my show has ever recommended that book before. So, which is probably why I've nice. never heard of it also. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, 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 most of the time when I ask the question, the book that gets recommended is something I've heard of or I've read. Mm-hmm. But this is uh, this is one of those unique cases where it's neither, and so well, that's I'm, that's. I'm glad cool. to have given you something. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so we're you know for the benefit of our listeners, we'll make sure we link to it in the show notes, and and uh, I'm going to definitely go check that out. So Jason, that was a that was pretty cool, man. I really Wonderful. I really like that. 
So listen, uh, I know, you know, we've, we've covered a lot of ground today and uh, you've been super generous with your time and your information and everything like that. And uh, it's my sincere hope that our audience feels inspired to, if they're not already inspired to uh, create an online course, to at least look into it. Uh, is this something that could be uh, something that is your next move in your business? And so, so I would highly encourage you if that's where you're at is to connect with Jason. And he's got some great programs. We're going to link, we're going to put all his links in the show notes here so you know where to connect them. So Jason, what would you recommend? You know, if people want to learn more or, or even just take this on, what should their next step be? And we'll make sure all the links are. Are down below here. Yeah, absolutely. So I've got a downloadable case study that talks about how I helped one of my clients get a course to market very quickly. I read it, wrote it like a story. So it's, you know, it's easy to read. You can really find yourself in it. And, but it also gives you even more of, it goes further on what we talked about here about the steps and the important aspects of what it takes to get a, a, a course to market very, very quickly. So I prepared that case study and you can find that at a URL lean launch method dot download. And uh, I'd send you your email and then send that over to you. And it's a great read. And of course, uh, that also gets you on my newsletter where I put all my latest, greatest uh, content there as well. So um, that's what I would recommend people check out if they want to find out more information about what I do. Awesome. Well, we'll make sure all the links are here and we highly recommend that you do connect with Jason and download that case study. And uh, you never know what uh, what your next move or what you'll be inspired to do next will be. And uh, both of us, obviously, very huge fans of of online courses. It's been a big part of my business. It's It's been a big part of your business as well. And I have seen businesses uh, just transformed by adding that business model to to what they're doing so so amazing content jason i know we could do hours of this and probably teach full day workshops on it but uh maybe that but maybe, maybe next time maybe maybe we do that yeah sure <laughs> and if you would like us to do that let us know so we'll we'll just drop that hint but thank you so much for your time and your generosity today and to our audience thank you for tuning in do connect with jason and uh, download that case study and uh, just before we sign off, Jason, if you were to leave our audience with just one final uh, word of wisdom or piece of advice, what would you tell them? Yeah, it'd be this. It's like, look, it's no secret. There are a lot of uh, problems in the world to solve. And, you know, 20, 30 years ago, we were looking to and beholden to people who had access to big media and organizations and governments and stuff to solve, to, to like tell, basically come up with the solutions and, and leading thoughts about these things. The Internet changed all that. And the cool thing is now we can have a groundswell of ideas. And there are people out there who need to benefit from your ideas. And I think it's the collection of all of us standing up using the internet to share our voices, whether through podcasting, through courses or whatever. It's like, look, we can really elevate the world and solve a lot of problems if uh, by sharing our own voice, our own story, our own experience. So I just want to encourage anybody who's who's wondering or thinking like, do I really have something to share that's different from anybody else? And I would say, yes, absolutely. So don't hesitate to get it out there. Well said. Great words to end this episode on. Thank you, Jason. Thank you to our audience. And look, everyone, go and check out Jason's case study and uh, and see if uh, building an online course is right for you. And in the meantime, make sure you tune in to our next amazing episode. We'll bring you even more content that will help you to build your business. And 
Uh, keep moving forward. Keep being awesome in the pursuit of your big dream and your mission. Never, ever, ever give up. And we'll see you in the next one. This episode is brought to you by the Collaborators Toolkit. If you're looking for better ways to grow and scale your business through collaborations and strategic partnerships, our free Collaborators Toolkit contains the best resources from our workshops, as well as contributions from our guests. These tools could be the missing link that you've been looking for to solve everyday business challenges and to access highly effective ideas that can grow your business exponentially. The best part is that these resources, tools, and templates are completely free and our gift to you for being a valued member of our community and a subscriber to our show. You can get free instant access to the Collaborators Toolkit today by visiting our website at www.collaboratorsunite.com forward slash toolkit. That address again is www.collaboratorsunite.com slash toolkit. Register today and I'll see you on the inside.